This week on The Swearwolves, we talk about a lot of things, including the 2018 film Overlord. the swearwolves i'm brett i'm david david Mm-hmm. how are you my friend i'm wonderful how are you i'm doing good david since i've known you well not since i've known you but pretty close to since i've known you, you've told me about these neighbors that you had oh yeah yeah oh we affectionately refer to as the clopex yeah i think in one of our episodes early on i think we talked about them maybe it was, it was probably when we were talking about the burbs or something probably yeah but they uh they keep to themselves they're creepy and weird um, they do strange things. Like, I think I may have talked about this, but like the time, the day they burned their house down or like the day after they were like driving up and down our street with their lights off, like very, very slowly. Like they didn't want anybody to see them. So weird. But yeah, back- let's go back. Let's go. Let's go back yeah. a little bit. The day they burned their house down. So their house caught fire. Yeah. This was roughly six years ago. Okay. <laughs> six years ago, their house caught fire and, and didn't demolish it because the fire got put out, but pretty much destroyed any livability of the house yeah the house was just a complete loss uh, but the house was still there but everything in it was destroyed the house uh, was all boarded up they were hoarders so like they had tunnels and shit in their house it was fucking weird the fire department was telling me all about it They're like this is the weirdest house i've ever seen and i've seen a lot of weird hoarding cases but this takes it to a whole new level they're like they got from room to room through tunnels oh my god what Yes, like just shit like everywhere. Yeah, like human mice, like mole people. <laughs> but we always call them affectionately, uh, well, with some affection, the Clopex, because they're just fucking weird-ass neighbors. Yeah. But Clopex. after it burned down, well, it didn't burn down, but mostly. after They yeah. also had this big-ass tree in their backyard, a big eucalyptus tree that was huge, and it would just rain leaves into my pool constantly just awful mm. and then that's probably about three years ago like it, the tree was dead and i think it had been hit by lightning at some point um, but there was a big monsoon storm here and i came home from work one day and my wife was upstairs working and i looked out the window and i was like hey when did that happen and she's like when did what happen and i was like you didn't hear like have you been here all day and she's like uh-huh and i was like why don't you look out the window our neighbor's tree had completely like fell over onto their house and went through the house almost like a knife, like impaled the house. So now there, then there was a giant tree sticking out of it. This went on for close to I don't know six months or so. The tree just being in the house, and finally somebody didn't came out there and removed over, that. Didn't it fall over and hit your? Um, it broke part of my wall. Just part of your just wall. Part of yeah. It. Okay. But uh, so the house has basically been vacant, uh, boarded up with a tree hanging out of it for part, for part of the time. But for six years, the house has just been just sitting there. 
just destroying my property value. Uh, the day we got back from Mad Monster, I saw a big red sign on the front door, and I was like, I'm going to go be nosy and see what that is. And I looked, and it said, um, by court order or something, this house is going to be demolished between this date and this date. And this was like the next day. Like I, I like looked at my calendar. I was like, oh, that's tomorrow. Uh, this is going to happen. Did you sit out there with a lawn chair and a beer? And yeah, just I, watch dude, it? I wanted to. It was just so fucking hot. That's also the same <laughs> day true. that my AC was broken. Oh, yeah, we that's right. We talked about last episode. But uh, yeah, so they started demolishing it. And within five hours, that house was completely gone. They had like knocked it down. There was piles of trash and all sorts of crazy shit that was still in the house. The city had come out like... The week before, it set up a bunch of rat traps and stuff around just in case, because oh. I'm sure there were rodents and stuff living oh, in there. Had to have been. Yeah. It had to have been. But within a matter of hours, the house went from being there to that just being a dirt lot. So it's a dirt lot right now. Yeah. It's completely empty. It's amazing. Have you thought about questioning and seeing if you could buy it? Uh, so we have a couple neighbors across the street who are renting, and they actually want to buy it. Uh, so they're going oh, to try to house. buy it and put a house on it. But I was like, if they haven't put a house up on it by Halloween, I should totally make that my graveyard this year. Just use that whole dirt lot. (laughs) I'm sure the city and my homeowners association would love that. Yeah, well, what are they going to do? It's not my house. What are they going to (laughs) do? Well, that's a good good update. It's a feel-good story is what it is. I was so happy. Feel-good story of the year. When I heard it like coming down, I was like, yes. Yes." Did you go out there and watch it for a little bit at least? Yeah. Even though it was hot as fuck? I should have come out there and been like, Six years ago, there was a house here, and now it's been years. It feels like an eternity. It does feel. It feels like forever. Like, I don't think since I've, like, been hanging out with you, like, on a regular basis, anybody's ever lived there. No. And anytime anybody over, comes over to my house for the first time, I'm always like, hey, what's up with the place next door? And I'm like, ugh, I know. It's awful. <laughs> it was nice, though, because you could park there. Like, if you had yeah. parties and stuff, you could just park right in front of that house because nobody could give a shit. And I, I know there's other neighbors of yours that would use their driveway. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> well, now it's a big parking lot, so now I can have lots of people over. Yeah, you should charge for <laughs> there you parking. Go. Have event parking. Yeah, <laughs> event parking. Dude, that's what I should do because there's a water park down the street from my house. I mean, like about yeah. a mile away. But I should have a sign like and a flag like, oh, f- parking $10 this way. And then have yeah, another person then- on another corner be like, keep going this way. Now turn here. <laughs> now walk a mile to the water park. Well, or you could charge for shuttle then. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, $10 park, to park. park. I'll also give you a courtesy ride. Um, yeah, for $5. I won't come pick you up, but I'll take you there. <laughs> Yeah, you got to walk your ass back. I got plans later. <laughs> I got shit to do. This ain't my day job. It's just my side hustle. <laughs> They're like, you know what? I'm just going to call an Uber. And you're like, well, that's also me. I have many side hustles. <laughs> Next weekend. Yeah. I can't wait, we man. We're going to be at Steel City Con. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, be out Pittsburgh. in your area. Kind of. You're going to be out kind of my area. Well, you are going to be in my area because you're going to be staying here. Uh, (laughs) But we're going to drive into Pittsburgh and uh, go to Steel City Con, meet John Carpenter. I can't wait, man. Dexter. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. Maybe see Alicia Silverstone. She's only going to be there Saturday and Sunday, though. I saw that. But maybe on Saturday. I don't know. Part of me is like, dude. If we go on Saturday. Get an original poster from The Crush and get her to sign that. (laughs) That's kind of a horror movie. (laughs) Yeah. 
I, I would rather get Clueless. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not horror, but Clueless, I watched the shit out of that movie. I saw that movie like five times in the theater. I've seen it a bunch of times, too. My wife and I quote it all the time. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. 90s classic. It is. Um, but I was looking at uh, Steel City Con, and then I was like, oh, there's another convention that same weekend in New Jersey called Monster Mania. And I was like, where is that? And I looked it up. Well, I have to drive you back to the airport in Philadelphia on Sunday morning. Monster Mania goes until Sunday evening. And you thought, hmm. 20 minutes from the airport. It's only 20 minutes from Philadelphia? It's only 20 minutes from Philadelphia. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I mean, with traffic, it'll probably be like 40, but still, like, that's close. In an ideal world, like, you could get there in 20, 25 minutes. So I um, went to my wife and I said, what do you think if we, uh, when we drop David off at the airport on Sunday morning, we take a quick detour over to New Jersey and she's like, hmm, who's going to be there? And I told her uh, Skeet Ulrich was going to be there. And she's like, yep, let's go. <laughs> so she could all dreamy, she wants, dreamy eyes. She wants like, to oh. meet him. And I told her, I said, that line's going to be long. So hopefully we can get there early enough to where. Do they have VIP? They do, but it doesn't count on Sundays. Oh, that sucks. Well, hopefully but that'll was, be a good thing, and the lines will just be sh- uh, shorter on Sunday. That's what I was hoping. That's what I'm hoping for. But you never know. Yeah, that's funny. You texted lines, me, and you were like, "Hey, what time is your flight on Sunday?" And I was like, "Why?" But yeah, that was a good plan. <laughs> yep. So we're gonna go there, and there's a couple of people. There's uh, the gal who first gets a gal. What am I? My dad. There's the woman <laughs> who first gets killed in the first, the first female death in a Friday the Thirteenth movie, Friday Thirteenth Part One. Um, when it's like 1956 or whatever yeah, year that'll it be is, cool. she's going to be their first con appearance. So I was like, well, get her to sign the Friday 13th one sheet. Yeah. And you never sign mine while you're at it. So I'm going <laughs> to bring some stuff for you to sign yeah. and get signed for me. Thank you. And then I think Lance um, guest is going to be there from the last Starfighter in Halloween two. Oh yeah. So I'll give you so, that poster as well, please. Yeah. And I have the last Starfighter poster, so I was going to have him sign that. So, oh yeah. Are you going to meet Greg be- uh, Nicotero? If well, you want for me, me to. perhaps. Yeah. Cool. If you want me to. I do. Greg Nicotero is going to be there. And then Skeet Ulrich is going to be there too. So uh, Christina wants to meet him. So I guess we could bring your Scream 5 poster Yay. and have him sign that. Awesome. Thanks, At least I man. won't feel like such a putz. I can be like, well, I, I, I'm there for a reason to have him sign something. I'm not there just because my wife, I'm not being cucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you still are. Yeah, I still am, but I won't. I won't feel like it. No, my wife did the same thing. Though, remember when we saw him in Phoenix? My mm-hmm. wife was drooling over Skeet. She, yeah, she was like, that was the first thing she said to us when she got there. Yeah. My wife wasn't in town. Your wife was, and so she came down and she's like, "Where's uh, where's Skeet Ulrich?" And I'm like, "He's right over he's right there. there." She's like, "Oh my goodness gracious!" She goes, "I can see why people." <laughs> whatever so that'll be fun it'll be fun to go it'll be in, uh, it, first time like doing two cons in one uh one go round. you're a madman that's pretty cool man uh the m- thing i wanted to talk to you about before we get into the movie that we watched this week oh yeah uh, and i got something for you too you go first when when this is released this will be old news but i still want to get our thoughts on this because i have some thoughts uh rob zombies the monsters trailer came out recently Indeed in, it did. in our in our timeline and there's been a lot of hate going on about this trailer online uh twitter was a buzz with uh fuck this movie 
um, Rob Zombie's an idiot. This this movie looks like trash. It looks like a, a straight to VHS movie from the nineties. Yeah, I saw a lot of people talking shit on Twitter and on Facebook, but then I saw on mm-hmm. Instagram, Universal or whatever posted about it, and it was all praise. And I was like, this is weird. It's all over the place. Yeah. So I'm gonna share. I would like to share my thoughts on this, but I would like to get your thoughts on it as well. Yeah. So. Go ahead. What, do you have any thoughts that you want to share? Um, well, my expectations were pretty low. And I think I've mentioned that before. I wasn't really expecting mm-hmm. much. Because uh, yeah. to me, Rob Zombie's kind of hit or miss. He's kind of all over the place. And I feel like lately he's been more miss. So yeah. I was kind of... Ex- the, the bar was very low for me. On that note, my expectations were met in a way. Because like when I saw it, I was like... I did not like the trailer. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna hate on it or anything, but it did to me. It didn't look very good. It looked, it looked campy and weird, which you know is kind of an homage to the original series. But it just looked weird to me. Like it did look kind of made for TV. Yeah, I couldn't get a sense of like what is this movie even about? Is it about mm-hmm. how they met? Or I, I guess I just yeah, was like, what is, is. what is this movie about? And I, there was nothing in the in the trailer that I thought was particularly funny. Like there was mm-hmm. stuff that looked like cool colors and stuff. I mean, you expect that from any Rob Zombie movie. But overall, I was like, eh, my expectations uh, shall remain low. Uh, and yeah. I will see it though, like when it comes out. I, I still want to check it out. But I don't know. I, I I was not impressed with the trailer. How about you? Well, would you be impressed by a trailer for um, the new? Uh, animated dc superhero animals movie uh, probably not okay because that movie's not made for you yeah the monsters isn't made for us and, and i hate to burst everybody's yeah, fucking bubble out movie. there it's a fucking family film it's a kid's family film and i know everybody's like but it's rob zombie okay it's fucking rob zombie what do you want from me robert rodriguez did fucking planet terror and did uh shark, shark boy and lava, lava girl, girl. So, yeah no that's true my, but that my, said, my, like when I saw the trailer for The Adams Family, well, I was a kid though when that movie came out. You were a kid, and yeah. that's why it means something to you. Because as when you're a kid, we have affection for these fucking movies. My kids don't give two shits about The Adams Family because they didn't grow up with it right. as as that movie. And and also by that rationale, we're talking about the fucking monsters, okay, people? This you 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 hit the nail on the head. It was campy. Well, the fucking monsters. Have you watched an episode of the monsters recently? Oh, uh, Millie, I'm home. You know, and they, it's like <laughs> it's fucking dumb. Yeah, it's, it's not to dumb be taken humor seriously. from the sixties. Yeah, from the sixties for fuck's sake. It's like there's nothing sacred in this world that we have to protect. And Rob Zombie's not doing. And then somebody commented, they're like, "Well, uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips is no Fred Gwynn." Well, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Nobody's no fucking one, no Fred Gwynn. And nobody's Al Lewis. Even Fred Gwynn isn't Fred Gwynn. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, and Al Lewis is dead, <laughs> and Yvonne DiCarlo is dead. And guess what? That's the way it is. And then everybody's hating on the fact that he cast Sherry Moon. And it's like, fuck you. It's his fucking wife. He can cast her in whatever he wants to well, cast man, her in. a lot in. of directors, like, you work with people you like. And I think Rob Zombie's one of those guys that enjoys 
filmmaking and being on the set and the camaraderie and all that. And he probably has that with these people. So go for it. He has, he has his friends and he has his wife, who's his best friend, I would assume. And they like to make movies together and Universal paid him to make this movie and they greenlit it and he wrote it and he's directing it and he's a Munsters fan. And if you're a Munsters fan, you shouldn't be hating on it just based on a trailer. Was the, did the trailer look kind of, I mean, to your point, it is kind of like, well, what's what's this movie about? Right. I, I would assume it's about how they met. I played this trailer for my daughter. My daughter's 10. Yeah, was she all I about said, it? I said, let me just play this for you, and I want to get your reaction. She doesn't know who fuck Rob Zombie is. I played it for her, and I go, what, is, does, what do you think about that? And she goes, it looks good. I go, does it look like it could be funny? She goes, yeah. There you go. She, she yeah, didn't care. Like, I wasn't going to shit on her or anything. Like, no, I didn't, I didn't post anything about it. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Listen, is it a movie that I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait for the monster to come out? No. No, but I will see it. I'll see it. And if it's good, I'll say that it's good. If it's if I don't enjoy it, does it mean that it's bad? No. It just means that it wasn't made for me. Yeah. And that's the thing about these movies. Like we review movies, but listen, these are our fucking opinions. Last week we did the Greasy Strangler. I gave it two and a half and you gave it one. Like, we're pretty far off mm-hmm. from each other on that. But that's just because it wasn't a movie that was made for you. Yeah, not for me. You you, you didn't like it. But does that mean it's a bad movie? Well, it, it, but, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm that saying? The movie though? was trying to be a bad movie, though. Yes. But there's certain movies out there that people just, I don't know, they get their fucking panties in a bunch over this. And these are the same people. These are the same fucking people who will tell you that, uh, name, name, some shitty movie from the fucking eight demons or demons two or, or <laughs> night of the demons, you know, any, any fucking shit movie the from best the best movie ever. They're like, Oh, it's a fucking masterpiece. It's like, fuck no, it's not. Off. It's a piece of shit and you can still like it. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't mean I like that plenty of shitty movies. Yeah. There's tons of shitty movies that I like, but don't hate on something just because, and you know, Rob zombie Yes, he's hit or miss. There are certain movies that I like of his. But anybody who says that Sherry Moon is, uh, he shouldn't cast her, you haven't seen Three from Hell. Because she did she fucking was really good awesome. in that movie. And I thought she was that. pretty good in Devil's Rejects as well. Yeah, she was She was great in Devil's Rejects. Yeah. And she was good in House of a Thousand Corpses. Now that's the same character that she's playing uh, in, in each of those movies. But she didn't do bad no, as Michael's I don't, mom yeah, in the I don't first get Halloween. all the Sherry hate because uh, she doesn't bother me at all. Even she's Halloween, not the reason why. She's not the reason why you didn't like Halloween 2, okay? No. Halloween 2 sucked because Halloween 2 fucking sucked. <laughs> okay? Yeah, not, and, 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 not and Salem, the women of Salem, what's that fucking movie Lords called? Lords of Salem. Yeah, the movie Lords just of sucked. Salem. That movie just sucked. It's not Sherry Moon's fault. Yeah. If we want to blame someone, blame Rob Zombie. Yeah, he it's a shitty movie. It. Blame the writing. So I'm going to get off my soapbox in, in just one second, but I will say this. I'll be the first to criticize Rob Zombie on his shitty movies because there's plenty of them. But I'm also going to be the first to defend him and the choices that he makes. And I'm going to be the first to defend the the fucking monsters because Rob Zombie's the monsters because it's a fucking movie based on a goddamn sitcom from the <laughs> 60s. Okay. It's not, it's not some fucking precious, you know, it's not like he's going, hey, I'm going to remake uh, Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah, like he's not ruining, ruining anyone's childhood. No, and, and 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 people that say that are assholes. No, of course it's the dumbest thing. <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking hate. We've talked it. about I, that before too. Like you ruined your childhood by getting old. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're older now. Let let other people let it have go. it. Yeah, let people have their their fun. 
It's like people who hate on the Phantom Menace. It's like, I don't like that movie. But guess what? There's some fucking five-year-old out there who that's the first Star Wars movie they ever saw. And they're they're like, I love the Phantom Menace. It's my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, good for you. They're just dumb five-year-olds, but <laughs> they'll grow out of it but someday. Still, yeah. <laughs> but still, that's for them. Exactly. So, and that's what I'm saying. It's a fucking kids movie. It's a family movie. I'm e- as eager to see the monsters as I am to see the new Hocus Pocus movie. And I'm not eager to see that one either. I still haven't even seen the first one. Neither have I. <laughs> that's weird. I it hear, is weird that we I always hear people talk that. about it. And every year, like at Spirit Halloween, I see Hocus Pocus shit everywhere. And it's it, on it, all the time. Seen it. Nope. Yeah. Whatever. And it's a Disney movie. And I'm like a Disney guy. Yeah, I know. I should. I, we should be all about it. Speaking of which, I booked my trip to Walt Disney World for uh, Halloween. Oh, you're, the, you're the worst. I hate you. Congratulations. That'll be fun. <laughs> We're going to go there and go to the Halloween party event, too. So That'll be cool. Right right before Halloween, end of October, we're going. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. I'll let That'll you know. Nice. I'll text message you. Yeah, make me jealous. I'll take, your, I'll take pictures. FaceTime with me the whole time and just carry <laughs> me around the park. Even when I'm sleeping? Yeah, just take me down like mixed. Splash Mountain, have my face there, and I'll be like, whoa! It'll, be, it'll probably be the last time that I'll be able to go down Splash Mountain uh, before, oh, before they, they turn it, it into the Princess, Princess and the Frog. Frog. Which I'm excited about, too, yeah, because cool. I, I, I like that theme. Yeah. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Disney rides. We're not even here to talk about the fucking monsters, David. <laughs> but we will eventually talk about this movie. Uh, <laughs> I had something for you. Uh, yeah. One of our listeners uh, wrote us actually a few weeks ago and asked us a question, and I wanted to get your to get your thoughts on it. But this comes from Holly, uh, who follows us on Twitter. Um, I don't have the, I, I don't have her message in front of me, so I can't remember exactly what she said. But the gist of it was: What's a movie, a horror movie from your past that really creeped you out and still creeps you out like to this day? I think we may have touched on this on an early episode. I'm curious if if any, because I I still definitely have. Uh, one that really sticks out there's probably a couple that creeped me out so a movie i'll just say a movie that scared me as a child and still kind of scares me or gives me the willies what what is yours the exorcist i saw that when i was a little kid creeped me out um and that movie still has an effect on me when i watch it like when it's over i'm always kind of like no that doesn't do it for you no the exorcist never scared me and we haven't reviewed that but, one, but spoiler, I think it's still, I think, one of the scariest movies ever made. It's good. Don't get me wrong. I just never was really scared by it, but I didn't see it when I was young. I didn't see it till I was older. Okay. And another one that was like that, that isn't really that way anymore, anymore but Alien, the first time I saw it, uh, scared me. Also um, another one I didn't, I didn't uh, That one doesn't do it anymore. Um, and then a couple modern ones that I still think are effective and creepy. Uh, it Follows. And uh, The Conjuring, the first one. I find both of those pretty effective. I'll tell you, the the creepiest scene, the scene that made me the most uncomfortable in any, I guess we could say, horror film. I mean, it's definitely in the, in the realm of, mm-hmm. of things. And it wasn't when I was young, young. I'd have to really think about that. And I haven't had time to think about it. So I don't know if there's an answer to that question. I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. There's mm-hmm. still certain parts to it that get me. Like when, when Leatherface when pops out at through, the radio yeah. station, that, that gets me almost every time. Um, even, even though I know that it's going to happen. Right. It just, it still scares me. Um, 
and and I love that movie more now than I did before. But I remember when I, the first time I saw it, I was fucking scared. As far as the creepiness factor, the creepiest thing that comes to mind right now is, um, I believe it's in the movie Hannibal, mm-hmm. where Ray Liotta's eating his own oh, brain. Oh yes, yeah. At the one end of, of the, that movie, one of the one of the creepiest fucking things ever, and it just haunted yeah hannibal's feeding him his own brains and he doesn't really even realize it oh Uh -uh. it just haunted me for i mean i I would say days it is thinking about it and i was just like what Mm. the fuck yeah and he didn't even realize that he's eating his own brain because he doesn't have his brain to (laughs) but yet he's still alive and he can still talk and he's like oh what's that wonderful smell and it's his own fucking brain cooking Cooking. it was gross so that gave me the that's a good one the ships uh you know a movie that absolutely creeped me out when I saw it in the theater uh, was the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, I didn't and see that in the theater. The end scene fucking haunted me. Haunted me. Not so much anymore, but it's but at still the time, like yeah, it's still effective. I, I I watch it and I'm still affected by it. So the part where he's like standing in front of the wall. Yes, yeah, and then yeah, the yeah, camera yeah. falls down yeah. and. I'm still affected by it, but it's definitely it was definitely one that did creep me out. But uh, good question. I, I don't know if I have I don't know if I sufficiently answered. Oh, it, we but did. The Exorcist. We is answered a good it one. perfectly. <laughs> the Exorcist is a good one, and that, that's one I would expect a lot of people. Like like I said, for me, The Exorcist isn't it because a I'm not Catholic, and b I didn't see it until I was way older. Yeah. If I would have saw it when I was young, I probably would have been freaked the fuck out. It's weird, like, uh, I'm not religious at all. I never really have been. So even at the time when I saw it, I was like, I don't believe any of this. But if it were, but if I did, this would be fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Want to talk about a movie? (laughs) We're not here to talk about exorcisms. But thank you, Holly, for the question. I appreciate it. Uh, We're here to talk about a little movie that's been on our list for probably about four years <laughs> i mean this, this movie actually not maybe not four years because this movie pretty is close i mean we, it's probably been on our list almost as long as or is it for as long as the movie's been out yeah for as long as it's been out uh the movie's called overlord yeah now, and i had originally were, picked this because when we were doing two movies i was going to pair it with underworld we we're yeah, going to have an over under episode but yeah. it just never happened it never did no Probably because I never want to watch the movie. I never wanted to watch the movie Underworld. <laughs> I tried to watch that movie. I maybe, well, maybe sometime. Okay, yeah, we'll but probably I tried, do that one at some point. I tried to watch that movie once, and I was just, I don't know. It was the mind frame I was in. I was just bored to fucking oh, Okay. Tears. See, I saw that in the theater, and then I think I bought it when it came out, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. Yeah. I'll, I'll, try, I'll try for you, David. I'll try to watch it. But I did watch Overlord. It came out in 2018. Uh, the release date was November 9th, 2018. So we had just started the podcast. That's right. Yeah. Uh, what was the we're, number we're one so movie young. in the? <laughs> what was the number one movie in the theater? Uh, I I have a guess, but I think the movie I'm going to go Halloween 2018. But I, by this point, it was out for a few weeks, so it probably wasn't anymore. It wasn't, and it did. It got eclipsed by a more holiday, family-friendly movie. Oh, okay. I don't know. The Grinch, the animated. Oh, the okay. I saw that one. I liked it. I I did not see that one, but I'll tell you what: How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the old made-for-TV thirty-minute movie with Boris, Boris Karloff narrating. Yeah. It's a horror. <laughs> it's a horror-related topic, but um, one of my favorites. I yeah, we watch that every year. 
Love it. Every year. Multiple times, probably. Yeah. But yeah, I remember seeing the new one. Uh, that's the one with, I think, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch, right? Is he the one who plays the Grinch? Sure. I think so. I don't know. It's, it's better once. than the... I liked it, from what I remember. Better than the Jim Carrey one? Uh, I liked that one, too, uh, but I haven't seen that one in years. Number one song. What do you think that is? I'm going with This Is America by Childish Gambino. I love that song. It's a great song. And a badass music video. Yeah. Not the number one song. Effective. Yeah. No. Very effective music video. If you haven't seen that one, look that one up. That guy's talented. Yeah, he is. Danny Glover? Yeah. Uh, No, not the... What? Donald Donald, Donald Glover. Glover? Did I say yeah. Danny Glover? I was like, wait a minute. Danny Glover's talented also. He's just not childish. <laughs> Danny Glover going, this is America. He's got that rough voice. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old for this shit. This is America. Donald Glover. There's your song. This is America. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> uh, no, the number one song was Girl Like You by Maroon 5 featuring Cardi B. Okay. I'm sure. Girl I mean, like you when a guy like me. That doesn't sound familiar, but I feel like I've heard every Maroon 5 song a thousand times, so I'm sure I've heard it. His yeah, voice drives me up. nuts. I hate that Cardi band. B steps in. Yeah. Cardi B steps in and she starts rapping. She's like, uh, we're calling Cardi, Cardi, wrap it up like a Harley. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that song. No, thanks. It's dumb. It's no. dumb. You don't like Maroon 5? I hate him. Not a big Adam Levine Terrible. fan? No. Sing song, please. I don't buy a man. Every Adam Levine song sings like this. I'm room five. <laughs> Fucking girls, annoying. Girls, girls love Adam Levine. They do. He takes his shirt off. He's a handsome <sighs> fella. I'll give him that. Handsome. He's got tats. He's in a band. It's just like, they're one of those bands. Like, you know what I find interesting about their music? Nothing. Nothing. Like, it's just boring, <laughs> generic crap. Yeah, I don't think I've ever met anybody who's like, you know what my favorite band is? Maroon 5. I don't Dude, think I would hang out. There's a guy that I used to work with. He, uh, he didn't listen to this, so. Uh, I remember he was talking about his favorite bands one day, and it was like Maroon 5, like Train. Oh, no. Um, Matchbox 20. It was all like generic bullshit. And I was like, ugh. And it's like, like, I hate pop, to be a music, like, I hate to be a snob, but I was like, and I, I don't know what was nice about it. I was like, oh, those are bands. Yeah, that's cool. You like <laughs> three, right. do, do you they like three doors down as well? How'd you know? <laughs> Never mind. Fourth favorite band. Oh. Any group that has a song that mentions Superman. In it. <laughs> like, does it Three Doors Down have that song? Like, yeah. Was that the them? Kryptonite song? If I go crazy, man, will you call me Superman? And I think Train has a song. I can't stand to fly. Oh. I'm not that naive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Awful. I'm more than a bird. More than a plane. <laughs> More than some. And it's Pretty not plane. easy to be me. <laughs> Just imagine Superman with a tear. <laughs> oh, fucking awful. Fucking sensitive yeah. Superman. Yeah. The kryptonite. And then also a pocket full of kryptonite. You throw in the fucking... Uh, spin Doctors? <laughs> spin Doctors. No, I actually like that song. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Overlord. Overlord. <laughs> Written by Billy Ray. That's a name. And Mark, and It is. And Mark L. Smith. Directed by Julius Avery. With music by Jed Kurzel. This movie stars Jovan Adepo as Private Bo- Boyce. Wyatt Russell. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's child. Plays uh, Corporal Ford. 
Yeah, there's definitely a resemblance there. Every time I see him, he looks more like his dad. Yep. He's just blonde. Uh, Wyatt Russell was uh, is most recently in. Um, he's like uh, Captain America in the new um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier show uh, on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. He took over. He took over for. Spoiler alert: Captain America dies. <laughs> what? <sighs> I know it's crazy. Uh, but he's like the bad. He's the bad Captain. He's a bad America. guy. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be bad. He just is. Oh. He's an asshole, <laughs> and he's not Captain America. I'll have to check it out. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But I really think Wyatt Russell should just play his dad in like a, a biopic thing. No, in the thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Like they could do a sequel. Like John Carpenter could do a sequel to the thing and just have Wyatt Russell just have him play his dad play his dad and they could continue where the last one left off because they gotta be about the same age i would think so yeah kurt russell's probably early 30s yeah and this kid i think he was born in 86 i don't know what that makes him but (laughs) 30 something yeah does it make him 30 something yeah yeah it does holy shit i know anyway he's in this i'm gonna fuck this guy's name up palu asback oh yeah the guy plays waffner the Nazi yeah. guy. Nazi Waffner. Mathilde Oliver plays Chloe. And then there's other people in here. Oh, Bokeem Woodbine plays Sergeant Renzen. I like that guy. Which guy? He was in the... Uh, he was their sergeant. Oh, in the beginning? Uh, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you've probably seen him in a lot of things, but he was in the, the second season, I believe, of Fargo, the TV show. I still haven't seen that. I've heard it's good. Uh, but he did look really, familiar. It's really good. Um, runtime of this movie is uh, 110 minutes. Budget was 38 million dollars. What do you think it made in the box office? 38 million. Okay. Um, I felt like this movie made a decent amount of money, but I don't think it was like a big hit. Um, I'll say like 45, 41. Okay. Huh, just squeaked by. Almost, almost 42. Yeah. Squeaked by. I, you know, I hadn't even really heard of it until you brought it up mm. to me. So I don't know like how big the marketing campaign was for this movie. Um, I remember hearing a lot about it when it came out because I heard a lot of things on both sides. I heard a lot of people saying this movie is awesome. And then I also heard a lot of people saying this movie isn't, this movie's boring or this movie sucks. Well, I hadn't heard anything about it. I didn't know anything about Let's it. Let's see what you thought. Let's talk about it. Basically, uh, it's uh, World War II. Yeah, it starts with like even like with an opening shot and uh, like the opening Universal logo and everything looks like from the 40s. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. And in black and white. And it's D-Day, the day before D-Day. And all these paratroopers are uh, in this uh, plane, obviously an air, airplane, yeah, getting ready, flying. Yep. And they got a mission. And their mission is, is to uh, parachute down. Find this base, destroy this. Uh, and they know where it is. Like there's a church and there's a tower. The tower is blocking radio signals or like scrambling them. So take out the tower so that way communications can resume. Yep. And then all the troops can come in on ships to the beach, yep. invade, win the war, shoot Hitler, bang, bang, boom. War is over. War is over. Well, nothing works out that simple. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. This first scene, David. This opening scene mm-hmm. of them parachuting and everything, well, it reminded me in spirit of Saving Private Ryan. Because yeah. in Saving Private Ryan, it's actually they're on the beach. That. Yeah, yeah. It's the beach aspect of this. But there is so much happening. And there is uh, parachuting going down and people. Planes exploding crashing. around them and all sorts of crazy shit. 
Dude, this opening scene is fucking awesome. It was really, really cool. And while they're in the the plane, like getting ready to jump, like the plane is taking fire and there's fires and stuff. And you see people getting blown up and blown in half. There's a lot of and gore. Get, and, and, and the paratroopers who are getting ready to jump out get shot. Yep. And most of them die. Yeah. Before they even. And then the plane gets like shot in half. Yeah, the plane's so going it's down. Crash. And the commanding officer or whatever, he's like straight up like just throwing guys out of the plane, like, get out of here. And you gotta imagine something. Like, this is nothing we'll ever fortunately have to experience, and, and hopefully no one in in America has to experience this again. But during World War II, these were kids. Yeah, they were drafted. Like they you didn't, know, quote unquote. My grandfather, your grandfather, people that fought in these wars. They were kids. My grandfather was 19 years old when he went over to fight in World War II. I mean, can you imagine? I didn't even know my head from my asshole. <laughs> yeah. At 19 years yeah, old. No, and I'll jump out go, of a plane. Go shoot that guy. Yeah. Go kill people yeah. and then come back and pretend like everything's normal. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. You know how fucked up those people are? Yeah, it's heavy anyway, shit. Get off of that. <laughs> but yes, these kids are over there and they're all scared to jump and everything anyway well and even like our lead character boyce uh he's kind of a pacifist like you can tell he's one of those guys like i don't want to be here like but i got a job to do so i'm gonna do it yeah and not to mention that he's an african-american and in the 40s you know they're looked yeah it was a different down upon yep and he can't even like blend in uh with nazi soldiers you know what i'm saying yeah he sticks out like a sore thumb yeah (laughs) yeah it's not like one of us something seems off with this guy (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so he crashes or they land and uh, he goes underwater. That's actually. A, that whole and, shot is awesome of him falling out of the plane, going into the water and then trying to like cut off his parachute to swim up. And then he has to cut the parachute so he can breathe. Pretty yes. cool. Very it's intense. So fucking intense. Yeah. The whole first 15 minutes. I mean, the whole there's there's lots of good stuff in this movie, but the whole first 15 minutes, at least until he does, until he cuts that parachute and he can finally breathe is fucking intense. Yeah. Wyatt Russell is another guy who's on the. He's like second in command. Basically, he has to, yeah, he's second in command. He's a corporal, and he had come from Italy, and they they brought him in to help do this mission because he's kind of like really good. He's just kind of a badass. Yeah, and they're like, just go fucking do this. And he like just listens to orders and just does it. He doesn't care about who dies and who lives. He's like, we have a mission. This is our mission. This is what we do. We have our orders, and we're going to follow them. Whereas our main character Boyce is kind of like a, like David said, like a pacifist, but he's also very like, well, what are the consequences? Of yeah, what doing? he's very idealistic, and he doesn't want to hurt anybody that he doesn't have to. No. Um, so Sergeant Renson, that's the Bokeem Woodbine, that's the guy commanding yeah. officer. He gets caught, and uh, Boyce sees him get caught, and uh, the Germans are all like basically have their guns drawn yeah. on him. And before Boyce can say anything, Wyatt Russell comes up behind him and puts his. Yeah, he's on about him. to intervene and like try to save him, and he's like, "Dude, that guy's already dead. Like, we, yeah. there's nothing we can do to save him." Yeah, he was dead before he even landed. Yeah. So, don't don't fucking try. And he's like, "You just watched him." Well, he gets killed. He gets killed. Yeah, and he's like, he blames him. He's like, "You let him die." And he's like, "Dude, that guy was already dead. And if we had done yep. anything, we'd be dead too." Yep. So they meet up with a couple other uh, guys. They meet up with Tibbet, Tibbet, and, and Chase. Chase and Dawson. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Chase is like a photographer. Tibbet's kind of a wise ass kind of guy, like New York guy. Yeah, 
And Dawson is this guy who's like going to write a book. He's like, I'm going to write a book and da, 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 da. And before he can really tell us anything, Dawson's done. He steps on he a steps landmine, landmine and blows up. <laughs> yeah, when that happens, it's like, oh, shit. All right. Yes, there's a lot of like deaths that happen and you visually see a lot of death happen. Yeah. There's another guy too, too that uh, they end up finding, but uh, oh, it's much later. Fr- yeah, they do. Yeah, later. But I did want to mention him right now. Boyce has a friend. His name is Rosenfeld, and so I just wanted to mention that uh, Rosenfeld is a guy that that Boyce is trying to find. Yeah, and on the plane he was like, "Hey, you know, when we get down here, like I'll help you" or something like that. They had had a conversation. Yeah, he's like, "I got your back. Yeah. I'm right behind you. I'm right behind you." And then shit separated. All goes haywire. Yeah. And then they find a woman uh, while they're kind of in the, like trying to find the the base. They run into this woman named Chloe, who's kind of out scavenging uh, the dead bodies of soldiers and just getting stuff. Yep. And they're like, hey, are you from the village that we're trying to get to? And she's like, yeah. They're like, can you take us there? And Boyce speaks French. Yeah. Because his grandma was from Louisiana Mm -hmm. or Haitian or something like that. Yeah, from Haiti, I think. And yeah, I grew up in Louisiana. And uh, she taught him like Creole French, right. you know. Um, so she's, she even says something like, she's like, your, your French accent, seems your a little off. weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he can communicate with her. And uh, she does speak English, but um, better in, Fran- in French. And so uh, they're like, take us to your house. And so she does. And she's got a, uh, she lives with her aunt and an eight-year-old brother. And her aunt is quote unquote sick. Yeah, we don't see her. We just kind of hear her like labored breathing from like behind a door. We never really ever see her. We get a glimpse of her. Uh, Do we? Yeah. And her face is all fucked up. Oh, yeah, we do. We do get a glimpse of her, but we never like see her. Like she never like just opens the door and comes out. But she's all fucked up. Yeah. Looking. Boyce does see her. Yeah. Um, and I like the eight-year-old uh, boy keeps scaring the guy Tibbet. Like they keep having moments where the kid like sneaks up on him or something. And he turns around, and he's like, "Ah, yeah. <laughs> why does yeah. this kid keep popping like, up everywhere?" He's like, "Don't you have something better to do?" Yeah. And then the little boy, uh, and this grows over time over the movie, but the little boy is like infatuated by Tibbet, and he just like copies his mannerisms and mm-hmm. sits next to him, and he does the whole Jaws Jaws thing like we were talking yeah, about the Jaws, making the same <laughs> facial expressions and copying him. Yeah. Ford, who is uh, the Wyatt, uh, Wyatt Russell, Russell character, he sends Tibbet and Chase to the church where the Nazis are. Yeah, to kind of uh, kind of scout it. Yeah, to scout it out and and whatnot. And while they're gone, one of the Nazis comes in, and this is the Waf- Waffner. Waffner. He comes in and uh, they're hiding upstairs, but they can see through the cracks in the floorboard him talking to this Chloe. And uh, Waffner basically is like... He's very horny. Yeah, he's, he's like, <laughs> you're going to let me fuck you. And she's like, I don't feel good tonight, not tonight. Yeah, and, and we like, get the sense like this is not the first time this has happened. Like He shows up and wants some loving. Yeah, and he says, well, you don't want me to take your brother uh, to the church. Do you? To the church, uh, like I did your aunt. And he's like, no, 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 no. She's yeah, like, all right, I'll bang you. you. <laughs> but before that can happen, uh, Boyce interrupts everything, and Ford has to follow Boyce, you know, to save everybody's asses. And they kill some of the Nazis, and they they knock out um, this Waffner guy. And yeah, they tie, and they tie him up. up. Ford's like, you 
to Boyce. He's like, you need to go uh, reach the go to the point. rendezvous. You need to point. go find right Tibbet and Chase. And so Boyce goes out there and he sees um, the Nazis like fucking with the villagers. Yeah, and they've and got stuff. like these carts or like flatbeds uh, of just piles of dead bodies, and they look all disfigured. And some of them are still alive. And they're like loading them up and then they take flamethrowers and he watches them burn these people alive. And he's like, oh, yeah. fuck. He hides amongst these dead bodies. Well, he has to because uh, a dog starts chasing him and he's like, oh, shit. And he's like running from the dog. So he jumps onto the truck just to escape the dog. And then he has to blend in with these corpses. But it kind of works yeah. out because the truck drives right into the church that he was scouting. So he's like, well, I guess I'll get a really good look now. Yep. And he goes and he ends up in this laboratory and he finds the radio room that they were looking for that's like scrambling the signals. So he's like, okay, we got that uh, covered. But yeah, there's also mm-hmm. something else. Uh, yeah, he sees a laboratory. Yeah, and there's these Germans, uh, fucking Nazis, who are doing experiments on people. And they're injecting them with some kind of serum. And yeah, and he sees like these weird bags that are hanging overhead that have like people in them, but like full of fluid. I think he even yes. opens one of them. Doesn't the guy say something to him like, help me or... Yeah, something or, like I that. don't know, something like that. And uh, doesn't he take one of the syringes? He does. Yeah, when he finds one of the syringes, it's got like a red serum in it. He puts that in his pocket. Yeah, he does. And then he finds two guys from his unit, including that one guy. What did you say his name was? Rosenfeld? Rosenfeld. Yeah, him and, a, and another guy. The other guy... He doesn't look is, so good. Yeah, the other guy is dead or whatever. I don't know He what appears happens. to be like a zombie almost or something. It's something we don't know yet what's going on, but he's like, yeah. what's going on there? Yeah, but his but other, he, but he guy, rescues Rosenfeld. Yeah, it takes him back to Chloe's house, and Tibbet and Chase are already there. And uh, that Waffner guy is uh, not cooperating. So because yeah, they show him the syringe, like, what is this? And in the scene, the uh, Wyatt Russell character Ford, he's like, it doesn't matter. Like that's not our mission. Like we just need to blow this tower up. But he also wants to beat the shit out of a Nazi shithead. Yeah. And so he's like, okay. So he uses this as his opportunity just to lay into this fucking dude. He beats the shit out of him. Beats the shit out of him. They figure out like what they're going to do. And Waffner goes to try to escape. Yep. And while he's trying to escape, he shoots Chase. Yeah. He gets Chase's gun and like wrestles it away from him and, and shoots him. Yep. And um, Chase dies. Yeah, that's a sad scene, too, because he's like, oh, am I okay? And like, he's, you can tell he's like losing, like he doesn't really even know what's going on because he's dying. Yep. Uh, that's sad. Yeah, he dies right in front of him. Having seen what the serum does to people in the laboratory, Boyce gets the bright idea just to inject Chase with the serum. Yeah. Yeah, what and could it hurt? He's and already it, dead. Yep, and nothing happens for about a minute. And then all of a sudden, Chase comes back to life. And then he's like all fucked up. He's like, what's going on? He's like, well, before he does that, before he starts transforming, like he's like, he feels great. He's like, oh my God, I feel amazing. Like my, and he looks at his, his wound. He's like, that doesn't even hurt. And he's really strong. I think he like crushes a beer or a can or something. And he's just like, oh my God, like what's going on? And then all of a sudden his veins start like bulging and his face starts contorting and they're like, oh my God, what's happening to this guy? Yeah, and he's like, I got a headache, and he starts bashing his head against the the wooden pole and like busts it. Yeah, and then he like whips his head backwards, and his neck like breaks. Yeah, but and he's still he alive. Whips it back forward, and then he's like, he goes up to Boyce, and he's like, "What did you do to me?" And then everybody tries to attack him, and nobody can kill him. 
but Boyce ultimately like just bludgeons yeah, the shit Ford kills him. him like a second time, like shoots him a bunch, and then he dies again, but then pops back up. Yeah, and eventually Boyce just gets the butt of his gun and just pummels him until his head is pulp. Yeah, his head is just pulp. But while this is going on, the Waffner guy, he grabs the the brother, the eight-year-old kid, and yeah. kind of uses him as like a human shield and runs away and gets to a car. And as he's driving away, like there's another firefight. They actually shoot him in the face and like blow yeah. off part of his face, but he keeps mm-hmm. going. He gets away and he's got the kid. So Wyatt Russell's like, listen, our mission, we're just going to go get that tower. And Boyce convinces him. He's like, look, we need to go rescue the kid. And even Tibbet's like, yes, we need to go rescue the kid. Like, and Boyce tells him, like, out. dude, we could do all of this. Like, it's all in the same spot. We could take out the, the radio tower. jammer. Yeah, the tower. We can take out the lab and we can get the kid. And so Ford agrees. Rosenfeld is back to his old self. Like, he can help. He's not 100% because he still was experimented on a little bit, but he wasn't, like, so far gone that he's not able to help. So him and Chloe is going to help. Boyce is going to find everything. And then Ford's like, look, I'm going to set these de- these charges around, and I'm going to put a timer on. And yeah, for like 18 minutes, and we'll blow the whole place up. Yep. And while this is happening, Waffner's back in the lab and he actually mm-hmm. takes the serum and injects himself and the one of the nazi doctors is like we've never tried this on a living person before yeah uh, so uh, be careful uh, and all of a sudden <laughs> he starts mutating and he gets super super strong it's like okay so they're they're in there and they're doing their job they rescue the kid i mean some shit happens the like, way they get in is kind of cool too because they take one of the nazis that's out there and i like that they put like explosives all over him they put a grenade oh, yeah. in his mouth and they put a piece of tape over it so when the nazis pull the tape it pulls the pin blows them uh-huh. all the bits i thought that was kind of yeah. cool it was great anytime nazis get killed in a movie it's, it's, yeah it's, it's always a pleasure <laughs> uh but boyce and ford get in there and ford's setting the charges and boyce is doing his thing and that's when Waffner comes out. There is a Nazi who fucking... There's two Nazis that Chloe meets. And she's like, where's my brother? And the one's like, I don't know where your brother is. And so she shoots him. And then she goes to the other one, where's my, where's brother? my brother? Do you know? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'll take you to him. But he takes her to a place where they have all their experiments, people. Yeah, he tries like, to get one of them to basically kill her. Because they're, they're monsters. Yeah. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> He takes her to that, but Boyce comes and rescues her, and then the Nazi gets eaten by the monster, but whatever. The important point is is that Waffner comes back, and he starts beating the shit out of Ford. Yeah, yeah they have a big fight. It's kind of like the switch around what was happening earlier, and he fucking hangs Ford by a meat hook. Oh, his very Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. Yeah, right through his sternum, and it's like, fuck. Yeah, but, yeah exactly, gonna- like Texas Chainsaw, but from the front. <laughs> and then he's gonna um basically keep him alive while he's torturing him yeah it's and Waffner's all fucked up looking he's got half of his face blown off and he's like this mutated monster looking fuck he's awful yeah he's he's crazy looking and ford's putting up a fight like at, while he's kind of away ford pulls himself off of the hook which oh yeah the head yeah because Boyce comes in and Boyce distracts Waffner long enough for Ford to pull himself off the hook and when he does he finds some of that serum and he injects himself with the yep. serum and so he gets strong enough to where he can fight yeah and he saves um, Boyce because now Boyce is about to get killed by Waffner and he stops yep. that yep and he uh, Ford tells Boyce he's like look 
go set the rest of those chargers. I didn't have time to get it all done. And he's like, but you're going to die. He goes, don't worry about me, basically. Like, Yeah, he's like, I, I got this. Yeah, we're going to complete He basically said, like, I wasn't going to get out of this alive anyway. So yep. go. Yep. So Boyce does, and he runs out, and then the whole place just blows to smithereens. Yep. And while all this stuff is happening, it, it's cool. We also got, like, a side thing where, like, the, the eight-year-old kid gets away. Chloe gets mm-hmm. attacked by this monster that looks like Jason Voorhees. <laughs> like like unmasked kind uh, of yeah kind of just de- bald deformed looking uh, thing and she gets yep. a flamethrower and torches him i thought that was kind of cool it was and i was thinking the whole time like wyatt russell should have a flamethrower yeah. on should, <laughs> that would have been awesome that would have been a good homage <laughs> homage to the thing uh so yeah everybody gets out they go back to the that's a cool scene too, like when they're blowing up the lab and he's running out and you see like all this shit just like falling around him and exploding. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And he gets out just in time, but he gets back to the, the village. And all the radios start working in the village. So we know these, they were successful. Yep. And the radios start working and we hear like president, uh, Roosevelt is blah, 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 blah. And you know, the Americans are attacking and it's, it's D-Day. Boyce comes walking up out of the rubble and uh well, that's pretty much it right yeah he yeah. talks to like the the new commanding officer who basically tells him like hey you're going to be reassigned to this other group him uh tibbet uh, and uh, rosenfeld are going to be reassigned so it's the war is not over for them like they're not going home it's going to keep yeah. going but he asks him like hey i heard rumors that there was a a secret lab where they were doing some experiments there do you see anything while you're in there blowing it up he's like nope didn't see a yeah. thing yeah and and the guy's like, that's what I thought. Yep. The end. The end. What'd you think of this movie, David? Dude, I really liked this movie. Uh, I thought yeah. it was really cool. The uh, action. I mean, the, that opening scene, I know we already talked about it. And the airplane is, is awesome. Um, but there are several moments of just tension of like, oh, what's going to happen? Uh, you know, like when the, the guy kills their buddy. There's a little bit of a pacing issue with the movie, I think, because we don't really get into the monster stuff until pretty deep into it. Like the second half really is where some of like the the monsters and the mutation stuff starts to happen. The first half plays more like a war movie. Like it reminded me a little bit of like Inglorious Bastards. Uh, And then the second half is just kind of a crazy bonkers monster movie. So it's almost like two movies in one. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool. But I thought the, the makeup, the special effects were really good. I thought it was pretty well acted. I thought they made some choices that didn't seem quite logical. I don't have a military background, so I don't know how much of this is like, <laughs> that's not what you would do. Uh, I felt like there was probably some of that going on. Yeah. Um, but overall, I really liked the movie. I would definitely watch it again. Uh, I'm going three and a half on this one. That's exactly what I rated it. Boom. I said three and a half. Um, it's a really good movie, and I, I would recommend everybody to, to watch it. Uh, it's got a lot of, if you like gore, a lot it's of got that. a lot of good gore, a lot of good kills. Like, um, you know, I mean, not necessarily that I like gore, but if you like that in your movies, like where somebody's yeah, head like, gets blown off. Exactly. Or, or like, like watching uh, Nazis get their arms and their limbs severed and blown up. Yeah. I, yeah. And that's exactly what I wrote here. Nazi, uh, Nazi shitheads <laughs> or Nazis are shitheads and they die. So that's always good. Uh, so, <laughs> so three and a half overall, yeah, three and a half movie. from you. Three and a half from me. Good movie. If you have any thoughts on Overlord or the Munsters or (laughs) 
anything else in this fucking world, you should reach out to us. How can they reach out to us, David? Yeah, on uh, Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok, YouTube, just search The Swearwolves. On Instagram, search The Swearwolves Podcast. Uh, you can go to our website, theswearwolves.com. You can email us at contact at theswearwolves.com, uh, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for The Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I can't stand to fly. It's the soul's companion. You can feel it in the air. What's what's the what's the one in New Jersey that I'm gonna go to? Monster uh, Monster Mania? Mania. Oh yeah, bring that up. Oh, you on. rat bastard. Oh wait, I need you to get the uh, thing signed for me. You're not a bastard. <laughs> You're a wonderful man.